Ambition is a powerful thing. It's what drives people. It's the thing that gets you up in the morning and what allows you to push through the long days. But what if I told you that ambition can be dangerous? That if you aren't careful, you may find yourself doubting the very thing that you believed in. And on today's episode, I'll be going over the one character who went from unshakable confidence in herself and her purpose to questioning if she even if she was even needed in the world anymore. And I'm talking about the main character of the Legend of Korra, Avatar Korra. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to The Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. Without further ado, let's get right on into it. So I'm going to start, start this episode off with understanding Korra's motives. So Korra's motives for being the Avatar were adventure, excitement, and a sense of duty. So as you, as anyone who's seen the show uh, knows, Korra's whole ambition was being the Avatar. I mean, she was gung-ho about it. She was ready to be the Avatar since the day she was born. Like, like literally, I mean, she was the avatar she was born, but, <laughs> but, and, but also her personality, right? She, she was ready for it, even though she wasn't. And it's, it's kind of funny because once it was discovered that she was the avatar, Core just reveled in the power that it brought. Now, I'm not saying that she was power hungry, but she did take pride in being the avatar and what it represents. And this is completely unlike Aang's initial reaction when he found out he was the Avatar. I mean, when he found out Aang was borderline depressed and he ran away because he didn't want to be the Avatar. He didn't want the responsibility of essentially saving the world. And But in Korra's case, she was like, yeah, bring it on. Like, I'm ready for this. <laughs> and she was like, five. She was already, you know, fire and earth bending as well as water bending. So she was, she was really ready. And... And this kind of drove her to strive to be the best avatar that she could be, uh, even though she wasn't entirely sure on what that meant. Because when it comes to Korra, she she was excited to be at the avatar, but she didn't really understand what all came with that. You know, um, I think like I said a lot for a lot of us. We we want these goals in mind, or we, me, we have these goals in mind. We want these things to happen for us, but we we don't truly understand the amount of work it takes to get there and to maintain it, and all these different things. Like we 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 see all the the bells and whistles, but we're we don't understand the amount of work and grind that it takes to get to that level, and, and or maybe you do, and it's still something that's hard to kind of cope with, you know. And I, I, I know I'm guilty of being so on fire for my dreams that I don't exactly think everything through. Um, I just kind of, I'm either one or the other, right? Either I think things to death, like I just never take any action, I'm overthinking and I'm just paralyzed. Or, I mean, for me trying to compensate for that, I don't think about it at all and say, yeah, we're doing this. And then oh, down the road, I'm like, hmm. Maybe maybe that wasn't the best. <laughs> maybe that wasn't the best idea or decision to make. Um, but 
it's it's something that I initially struggled with, but then I found this verse in the Bible and it kind of set me straight. And that's Proverbs chapter 19, verse two. And it says, even zeal is not good without knowledge and the one who acts hard, uh, hastily sins. So essentially it means slow down, <laughs> slow down, think things through. Don't be so gun-ho about things that you are ignoring your preparations. And in, it really comes from having you get the proper knowledge in the proper direction, because without without those things, even something good can turn out can turn out bad or, or twisted because we weren't being careful. And I'm sure most of us have had some pretty big visions about the future, right? Well, you know who we're who we're gonna be. We're gonna make a difference in the world. You know what kind of impact we're gonna have on it. You know how are we gonna um, how are we gonna leave our mark? And maybe you don't have any specific ideas, but the, the grand sense of what am I going to do? What am I doing with my life is, I believe, the same for all of us in various, you know, different levels, right? And again, our mentions may be well and good, but they can easily lead us astray if we're not careful. And in Cora's case, she had some genuinely good intentions about being the avatar, you know, again, she didn't strive to use her power or position to rule the world or something like that. She just took pride in her role and made sure everyone knew it. I mean, let me go back to all the way back to episode one. When she shows up in Republic City, she's like, yeah, I'm the avatar. And people are like, um, OK. <laughs> and it, it, it's it's interesting seeing her seeing her journey from, again, season one all the way through season four. And of course, like any good, you know, character development, some things are going to change, some things are going to stay the same. But seeing her attitude about being the avatar specifically change, and the different ups and downs she goes through, and really, it humanizes her as a character, and honestly, makes her just as likable uh, for me as as Aang was. Because and it, it's funny seeing the the parallel between the two, right? Because again, Aang initially didn't want to be the avatar he wanted nothing to do with it he even ran away from his duty but through his trials and adventures and stuff with with his team avatar he not only accepted his role but he grew into it and he i mean he took responsibility for it in the chorus case it goes from being so excited to be the avatar to um to, I guess, like I said in the intro, to doubting if, if the avatar is even needed, and and then eventually coming full circle to understanding what the title really means and what she needs to do to um, to uphold it. So, so now you know Cora's motivation. Again, her motivation for being the avatar was pretty innocent, but her impulsiveness and headstrong nature got her into situations she didn't need to be in. And unfortunately, that was her method for being the avatar, right? She was just impulsive and hot-headed and just ready to charge into things you know, <laughs> headfirst. And again, for those of us watching and for the people in, in the avatar universe too, she's completely opposite from Aang. You know, Aang was a very you know timid person who wanted to avoid conflict at all times, right? That's that airbender 
air air nomad in him of course like uh no we're just <laughs> she's not about that and i like it but again some that that does get her into a lot of trouble and a lot of unnecessary conflict that she either she didn't need to get into at all or it could have been handled differently uh, one example was her first showdown with amon the main villain from season one now Korra feared Amon because of his ability to remove bending from a person. And that was an ability initially thought to only belong to the Avatar. Because before that, uh, Avatar Aang was the only person known to be able to take away someone's bending. Uh, but here we are with Amon doing these the exact same thing. And instead of sharing those fears that she had uh, with those around her, like Mako, Bolin, or Tenzin, Korra instead chose to hide from her feelings and even lashed out against them by challenging Amon. And that kind of, well, one, we are, those who, who've seen it know that, of course, that backfired, right? But it really highlights the fact that when we're unsure or afraid of something, our judgment can become impaired. We aren't really thinking clearly, and oftentimes we make decisions based off of our emotions. And that barely really, if at all, ever works out. And it really causes us to, honestly, takes a couple steps back from what we're even trying to accomplish in the first place. I mean, because Cora wanted to put an end to Amon and the whole equalist movement and things like that. And she thought she could do that by challenging him. And in, in, in her own way, she thought she was actually confronting her fears, but in reality, she was running away from them. And it but it ended in the back by her and I, yeah, I know for me if if i'm acting on my emotions if i'm if i don't take the proper time to to think about things and to really think through what i want to say instead of just saying it then yeah there are some repercussions to that there's some there's some backlash you know it may not always be getting beat up like Cora did with amon but it, you know some relationships can be hurt uh, progress you're making can be um, taken aback, and all these different things, and so that kind of that kind of brings me to uh, to this verse. That's Proverbs chapter fourteen, verse twenty nine. It says, "A patient person shows great understanding, but a quick tempered one promotes foolishness." And again, this verse just points out the downsides of acting too fast or acting with um, without proper guidance, and basically says that hey being a hothead and just going charging into things is it's not really the sign the sign of a wise person right it's um it's a quick way to 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 uh to derail you and sometimes to put you in even more danger so if we allow our emotions to control us then then uh a life of struggle just awaits us just like it did for cora and oh, man now, granted, we've only been with two avatars. Uh, I guess uh, technically, if you've, uh, if you guess you listen to the the novels about Kiyoshi, then three avatars. But um, Korra, as an avatar, has suffered countless trauma that no other avatar before her has has ever had to deal with. And these things are are integral to her as a character, but also just shows how much she really had to go through. So. Her starter, she had her bending taken away from Amon, 
And then she had her connection to the past avatars severed by Unalak. And then she was poisoned by Zaheer, which left her unable to enter the avatar state for years. And all of those traumas stayed with her throughout, throughout her life. Like it made her job that much harder to do. And just when she thinks she's over one hump, the next one comes just, just to hit her right in the mouth. And all of these events tainted the initial ideal that Korra sought out. She, she sought out to be the best avatar, but crisis after crisis, trauma after trauma, battle after battle left her filled with doubts doubts that the world even needs the avatar and a lot of these come to the forefront uh, after her battle was here uh, after she's been poisoned by the metal she has to recover and really it, just even try to get back to normal um she's getting a letter from mako bolin uh, asami and they're they're doing these great things of protecting you know the city the world you know, Asami's rebuilding her company and making leaps and bounds in the industrial field. Mako's back to being a detective and keeping Republic City safe from, you know, from gang threats and things like that. Bolin joins, <laughs> Bolin, Bolin joins a, uh, a, essentially an uprising that he doesn't know about yet, but they're reuniting the Earth Kingdom after Zaheer's, his nonsense, right? So they're all making a difference. And Cora feels ashamed of that. She feels ashamed that she's not out there doing it as well. And because she feels like they are doing the job that she needs to be doing. And all of these things just really put into doubt in her mind, like, man, do, does the world even need me anymore? And, and I know when it comes from your ideal, you know, the, your ambition, the thing that you're striving so hard for, but you're taking your you know, loss after loss, you know, hit after hit. And it's like, why am I even doing this? You know, why am I taking the time out to work on these goals to, to really grind away? And, and I just want to say those questions are normal for, I'm sure you can ask anyone who's actually made it out there, right? Who's really successful, whether it's in their job, their career, their, um, in their business, things like that. I'm sure you can ask any one of them and they'll tell you, yeah, those doubts come. Those those late nights, early mornings when you're uh, up before everybody else, you go to bed later than everybody else. You know, this is after working a full time job or whatever the case may be. And when you put so much time and effort into something, but you're not seeing the benefits or the fruits, I should say, then, yeah, those doubts are going to come. You're like, okay, why am I even doing this? What's the point? Why am I? essentially wasting my time and you don't have to be the avatar to feel feel that type of pressure to really doubt why am i even doing this but i will say just like cora i mean we're all we're we're always going to bounce back because you just we have to get through those those different things and you don't have to do it by yourself you know yeah, I'm a firm believer in having a strong community, a strong team, whether it's, you know, actual like family or some friends, um, Joe down the street, like whoever it is that you feel comfortable with to, you know, share these things with and who can encourage and lift you up or even just, you know, help you get through it, you know, kind of brainstorm. I know that helps me a lot sometimes if I'm if I have a like a mental block or something like that, you know, I'll talk to one of my buddies 
not even about this, you know, not even about, you know, the podcast or the YouTube channel, any of this stuff, just talking to him in general, you know, seeing what's going on with him and just, you know, chopping it up. And sometimes like a light bulb will go off about the thing I'm thinking about, the doubts I'm having. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe I should try it this way instead. And that's just, that's just what works for me. It'd be different for you. Um, but it is important to figure those type of things out and to really sit down and 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 confront those thoughts, confront those doubts. Because if we don't, they'll just sit there and they'll fester, they'll get worse, and then next thing you know, you're you've given up. And we never know how close we are to really succeeding, right? And and honestly, for for Cora, watching her kind of go through that this whole process like in in real time, and it's it's impressive because despite all of these things happening to her, Cora was still able to prove herself as the Avatar, and which is just amazing. Because think about all the trauma I just listed, all the things that she had to go through. Because as much trauma as she went through, she always came out on top on the other side, right? I guess it would be a pretty bad story if the hero loses hope and, and just, you know, loses, right? Um, and her journey wasn't easy, but it wasn't for not either. Because after each trauma, she gained something uh, valuable that actually helped her become the best avatar that she could be. So, for instance, even though Amon took away her bending, that was the catalyst she needed to unlock airbending and to connect to her past lives. Because before then, Cora was super focused on the physical side of bending. You know, and she was pretty much a master at fire, earth, and water bending, but she couldn't airbend to save her life. Like literally, she just couldn't. And she couldn't connect to Aang or any of the past avatars. She couldn't even enter the avatar state um, uh, at will. But after Amon took away the rest of her bending, she finally was, I guess, low enough, desperate enough to connect to that spiritual side of her to unlock her airbending in and be able to connect to Aang and all the other avatars. And honestly, just me recording this episode now, made me think about, you know, that's exactly how God works, right? When we're, sometimes we can get so focused on the physical, on what's here on earth, what we see, you know, the things like that, that we can't hear him <laughs> properly. And sometimes it, it does take us being at a, the lowest of the low to our breaking point to where we, everything else is taken away from us. And then that's when we can hear God's voice and follow his direction and guidance, right? And get to that next level. Uh, but sometimes it takes us, you know, getting our bending taken away, right? <laughs> and and so and that leads on to what Unalak did. Even though he severed her connection to Aang and all the past avatars, Korra was actually able to let go of the illusion that her self-worth was defined by her position as the avatar. And and it really understand that her self-worth really came from who she who she is as a person. Because up until that point, again, her whole identity was being the avatar and and the title and all the different things what that meant but after she lost you know the connection to ang and all the other avatars all the way back to avatar one the first one she she was on her own essentially and she she 
had to figure out how she needed to deal with this situation now by herself. I mean, of course, she had the help from her friends and things like that. But as an avatar, it was up to her. And from that point onward, it was, it was, it was only up to her. I mean, the avatar after her is only going to have Korra to look at, right? So she, she, it really broke down her sense of self. And she realized that, okay, you know, I might not make the best decisions all the time, but ultimately I'm the avatar and I'm going to do what I need to do and not get wrapped up into how did Aang do it? How did Roku do it? How did Kyoshi do it? How did Juan do it? You know, all these different things. And that really shows that we can't compare ourselves, compare ourselves to other people and where they are, how successful they are in the thing that we want to be successful in. Um, and really, this is just more of a message to myself, <laughs> in all honesty, is just to not compare myself to other people, you know, the other, you know, podcasters, other YouTubers, to other people in my field, right, and for my day job, right, and to really stay, stay in my own lane and work on the things that God told me to work on now and let everything else come later. And just know that my own self-worth, my own sense of self isn't tied up into how successful I am at something. <laughs> is is my self-worth and who I am is all defined by God, right? He loves me. He knows who I am. He's made me for a reason, for a purpose. And that is where, you know, my strength needs to come from and my you know, self-worth, not how, you know, how many views I get on YouTube, how many um, downloads I get for the podcast and things like that. And don't get me wrong, those things are good. So you know, if you're listening, you share it with a friend. <laughs> but uh, again, it's not it's not what defines me. And Cora didn't let the fact that her being the avatar define her from that point on either. And that kind of leads to the last trauma that she suffered from Zaheer, right? She was poisoned and unable to answer the avatar state and was essentially scarred for years after this. But Recovering from that trauma allowed Cora to become more empathetic to the point that she was able to forgive Kuvira, who was a dictator at the time, despite her many, many crimes. Now, that may not seem like much, but if you know Cora, especially from the beginning of the series, she wasn't the most um, in touch with her feelings <laughs> type of person. She was, uh, like I said earlier in the episode, she's very gun ho, headstrong, you know, ready to, you know, punch first, ask questions later, but all of her trials, again, especially with the one with Zaheer at the end, she became more, you know, just more empathetic, more understanding of different viewpoints in different situations, the different way people were thinking, and also how she needed to, to handle these things. And all of these trials, though difficult, ultimately helped Cora realize her dream of being the best avatar she can be. She became a full-fledged, wise, and spiritual avatar, and ultimately the one that Republic City and the world needed at that time. You know, they didn't need Aang, they didn't need Roku, they didn't need Kyoshi, they needed Korra. And whether they, they knew it or not, whether Korra knew it or not, you know, that's 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 what they needed. They needed a modern avatar who was able to think progressively by also while also keeping you know, the roots of what the job meant. And so I'll leave you with this. 
your ambition, whatever it may be, is something that should be cherished and pursued, but we can't let ourselves be blinded by that ambition. Remember why you started and how far you've come. Don't place your self-worth on something that is only temporary. And don't compare your journey to others and just keep moving forward. So did you like this episode? Um, let me know in the comment or, or even a review. And please share it with whoever you think really needs to hear this message. And next week, I'll be going over someone who I honestly think can solo the entire Avatar universe. Okay, maybe except for fully realized avatars. But even then, I think it would be close. But he is someone who sought equality and was and was even willing to destroy the balance of the world to get it. Can you guess who it is? Well, whether you can or not, I want you to always remember this. You are the main character of your story, and that story doesn't end until he says so. All right. Be blessed.